All right, hello. Welcome to the very first episode of my podcast featuring Cameron Collins. Say what's up. What's up? All right, so today's episode, we're going to be talking about the loneliness epidemic here in America. What? So the first thing we should clarify is what exactly is the loneliness epidemic? Yeah, loneliness epidemic, it's pretty much like social media is like in everyone's lives nowadays. So it's pretty much like secluding everyone staying inside and not really interacting with the outer world and a lot of people just stay at home play video games mm-hmm. and then they i don't know they just like feel like they don't have a need to go out and socialize anymore and there's so there's been so many things with technology that just enforce that like um like even aprons at Publix, they can just ship the shit right to your house and can they? yeah and there's other things that you can just order um What's it? there's a there's a uh, service it's like blue bag or something like that and they can just send you meals that you make at home and they send you like fresh chicken and fresh vegetables and fresh stuff like that and you just cook it in your house so, so you don't have to go outside and buy it so it's even more incentive for you to just stay inside your house not to mention DoorDash that's true and stuff like that to where yeah. you you don't need to go outside to get food and you know stuff like Discord. What's that? It's like people that play video games and like are just on the internet a lot. They have a Discord and it's basically a giant chat room with however many people. And that's when they just talk. There's a guy at work actually um, who told, I was like, I was so curious. We were cleaning one day, one night. And I was like, where, I was like, what do you do on a Saturday night? Like, what are you doing tomorrow night? It was like Friday night. And he was like, probably going to hop on um, video games play some PUBG and go on Discord with my friends. I was like, what is that? He's like, we just go in there and we talk and for like four hours. I was like, you don't, I was like, you don't like, we're, what about your friends? Do you go outside and you like, do you do stuff with them? And he's like, no, I just go home, go on Discord and drink a little bit of beer, play some video games. And like, that's True. his, that's his Friday and Saturday nights. Other than that, he works and goes to school. Wow. Yeah. I think that's, that's that's a, that's a big problem because like in Snapchat and stuff, you can literally just text your friends and then like, you can say whatever you want to say and then like when you go meet them in person, it's like, all right, what do we, uh... That's the biggest thing with like stuff like Tinder too. Is True. It, like you can go on Tinder and you can talk to as many girls as you want, but when you go out and you actually talk to them in person, it's mm-hmm. such a different experience. And people have a different tone of talking through text messages and in person too. I can be so much more comfortable talking to you over a text message than I can exactly. talk to you in person. That's true. And, and I, I f- guess that's just like social skills. Yeah, like I think I think it makes your social skills worse too because you're always like on a computer or on your phone. You're not getting like that like one-to-one face contact pretty much. Not at all. Like even like me, like I, I sometimes have a problem with that too. Like I, I'll be on the, like the web for a few hours and then just talking to people would be kind of like a hassle. It's just mm-hmm. like, it's like, oh, I, I want to go back on the computer, you know? And just imagine what it's doing to the children. These young kids, Booga, for example, they're 14, 15 years old, just won $3 million on Fortnite. This kid's just playing video games like 10 hours, 11 hours a day. And not to say that's a bad thing, you know? He's doing what he needs to do to make the money. But <clears throat> the people who aren't making money, it's kind of like. Exactly, that's should, another thing. You should go out and do something. You don't even need to go out and get a job. You can just get a job on the computer. Literally, you can have your entire life on one computer. 
say a thunderstorm comes and it fries your entire ship, it's like your whole thing's done. And like, especially like we were just talking about like the the YouTube thing, like a lot of YouTubers are like just making a living like online. Mm-hmm. That's that's something like I would want to do, but who knows how reliable it is. Like, yeah, it's definitely like a one in a hundred or one in a hundred thousand shot. Like, it, I honestly, some of it has to be luck. But like, yeah, being a very charismatic person to where people want to watch you, and then being comfortable enough to like go behind the camera and like have some sort of theatrical appearance for people that want to watch you every single day and stuff like that and keep it up. That's why a lot of them uh, recently, like Jenna Marvel, not Jenna Marvel, there's some YouTuber, I need to get my facts straight, but there's a bunch of them that said they need to take breaks because it's just so intensive on their life. It's like like the people that do everyday vlogging and stuff like that. Yeah. It just ruins them. I, I probably because like they read, they get so obsessed about like the comments and stuff like that, like the hatred. I feel like that definitely affects them. They just don't really say anything about it. That's the that's the scariest thing for me. It's yeah. Like when I say I want to pursue like YouTube or something like that, it's like, well, how am I gonna deal with all that shit talking <laughs> about all of the comments? Exactly. Cause I know you're not supposed to think about it, but man, not even NBA players making millions of dollars like Kevin Durant. He has he was making burner accounts to talk back to these people that are talking crap. So it obviously affects you in some sort yeah. of way. I'm sure it did affect me too. Screw that. Like, like the YouTubers, like you see the famous ones, like they look happy and stuff, and like they're making jokes. But like, who knows, like what's how they're feeling, like when they go to bed at night. Exactly. You know I mean? When no one's watching. Exactly. Casey Neistat was one like that. You know Casey Neistat. Casey. Casey Neistat. He's like one of the biggest vloggers. He vlogged every single day for like a year. Like, because he lives in New York, and he was just, like, constantly putting out content, and then he said he had to stop, because he was, like, getting depressed. Because you fall into that character, that that YouTube YouTube persona, and then it's like, do you even know who you are anymore? Yeah, I don't don't really know who that is, but I'll I'll go look him up. He has some good stuff, not to, not kind of lie. Is he funny? He's just interesting to watch, because he does a lot of stuff. Creates anxiety, that's a big thing. Depression, anxiety. Yeah, I see that. Delirium, hallucinatory delirium, loneliness. I know there's been, I know kids um, from like after high school, you know, people go their separate ways. And if you're not hanging out with the people that you were in high school, right out of high school, you know, they usually just go by themselves. But if you don't, if like say all your friends went away for, college like you said what are you gonna do there's like not much you can do i know a kid i'm not gonna say his name but after high school you know he was sort like i only hung out with him because i knew him from elementary school and he was part of the squad but he sort of turned into a delinquent you know started selling drugs and all that stuff like that so i didn't really want to mess with that and now like he every time he's in i don't know what he like the last time i heard from him is he was working for a movie company and that's when that was like my last sort of contact with him and I was asking like what would he do on a normal day and he was like just play video games yeah that's a problem (laughs) like for me I I don't do that I just I try to get as much like contact with people as possible but once I go to college it'd be a lot different it'd be like 
you see people every day, you can dorm with them and stuff like that. But especially lacking that personal, you know, compassion that other people can give you. Just going outside, just just like a normal, like a like a regular thank you would go a long way for someone that doesn't hear that at all. Yeah, like at at Publix, even like when we work there, like you like. You are like the most like energetic person probably. Everyone else is like so boring, like, oh, I don't like this. This is boring. I, I can't wait till the day be over. But like, whenever I watch you, you're like, you're like enjoying to be there. Like you make people's day just by like saying, what's up? Hey, I try. It, it's, it's fun. Yeah, I gotta make it fun. I, like, I do have to make it fun. Cause or else, you know, you go into a job and you're like, oh, seven hours. Yeah, Let's exactly. Count down the clock. And it's like, you're fucking dreading it the entire time. That's what I was like when I first started working there. I was like, dude, this sucks. Yeah. I'm just putting groceries in a bag for fucking eight hours at a time when I was just a bagger. But you know, being a cashier and stuff like that, and stuff like that, you get to talk to them, you get to interact with them, ask them how their day went. Especially with the old people, the old people, you can get away with a lot more. Not like in a bad way, but yeah, like, what you mean? You can, you can like. Because they're old. They're old school. They're so. old school. Yeah. Exactly. It's like a, a woman just getting off of work is not gonna be very enthusiastic to talk about what the fuck's going on in her life you know maybe she will but it's like at the end of a long day and old people it's like they're so enthusiastic to talk to you about whatever you want to talk about and so that i love that yeah because i can ask them about anything and you know within the lines of some being inappropriate and yeah, obviously and it's just fun i love talking <laughs> to those old people yeah. <laughs> i know what you mean like they some of those old people are like they're pretty funny. They but, are. The old people can be super funny. But uh, yeah, I think a lot of those people too have like a lot of like loneliness because they live by themselves or whatever's going on in their Ooh, lives. I hear the, the the most heartbreaking stories from these old people mm-hmm. like, walking to their car. I I walked a lady out to her car one time, and she was like wearing a long like hood over her head, like for no sunlight or something like that. <clears throat> she was very pale. But she was like, oh, I'm 89 years old. I just got diagnosed with cancer four months ago. Yeah, like, it's terminal. How, how do you even respond to that? I, she told me it was terminal. I was like, what? I'm so, I was like, I'm sorry. I was like, is there anything else I can do? You can, I, like, what am I, else am I supposed to say? Sorry, you're going to die in a couple of months. You yeah. know, she, but her, it seemed like she wasn't even phased by it almost. But I guess at that point, I, I had no, I had no idea what would even be going through your mind. Someone says you're you like imagine you know you're gonna die in like four months. There's nothing you can do about it. That would be I, I could, that's like uncomprehendable. It's uncomfortable for sure. Yeah. Or you can do big breaking bad and just end up like walking away. No, I would have been, dude. Shoot, if I had the opportunity. If I knew I was gonna die, probably <laughs> I'd be like, alright fuck this and just like <laughs> do as much shit as I possibly can and then I don't know I mean hopefully you could do that if you're old you know got money saved it would be saved. honestly it would be a, like such a like huge weight off your back though you'd be like okay I know I'm gonna die I don't have to worry about this or this 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 but like true I, I, if I had to make an educated guess I would think that you would either get really really happy or really, really sad because you would be reflecting on your life and you'd be true, like, true. how many regrets do I have? And did I do everything in my life that I wanted to do? Did I do everything right? Did I raise my kids correctly? You know, all of that mumbo jumbo. Yeah. And so, you know, 
But she, you know, this old lady that I was talking to, she seemed, she seemed relatively okay. And you know, that goes into my uh, theory on, um, you know, my my entire life theory is like reaching enlightenment. Yeah. At the end of your life, I feel like it's when you're done with, like, when say you're on your deathbed and you know you're gonna die soon. If you go back and you look through your life and you're happy, you have no regrets. You've done everything you've wanted to do correctly. I think when you die happy, that's when you reach enlightenment and then you go to that next level of existence.